Hello friends, welcome to the 8th house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. devil i wish we could use i wish we could use um devil in disguise for our music (laughs) i know there's so many great devil songs yeah um we can sing them all about that yay um so the devil yeah i have so much that i was going to ask you to go first (laughs) i was like we always start with me do you want to go first um i was just wanted to be reminded of the number one in five it's 15 we're on card 15 we're on archetype yes six wait it's fifth no it's 15 and it's um the fool i mean like is it technically like the 16th archetype no no okay because the fool is zero there's 22 cards and it ends with 21 because it starts with zero. gotcha thank you for that um, so the devil in the medicine woman deck, this is called the trickster and mm. the affirmation for this card is a short couple sentences. So I'll just read it. The primal will to heal within me is stronger than any thought, thing, person, disease, habit, or practice that attempts to rule my life. Mm. I do now fully realize my power to change all that appears to oppress me. So I think it's really cool that, um, especially those who are sharing the wisdom of the tarot, they see the devil as the coming out of, or becoming aware of those parts of themselves they've been um hiding or exiling Mm -hmm. with this or that so it's 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 I mean that didn't sound like very scary you know like that wasn't a scary affirmation that was a um I have (laughs) become I've become aware like once you become aware of those things Mm -hmm. that have been it is awareness yeah then you know that you can um you have the ability to, to yeah. change it, but or to to um, not allow external influence. Because right. I think or... that you know a lot of I feel like the devil, f- the fear we have of this outside entity coming in and taking over. You know, so yes. I just want to point that out. Our um, understanding of something could use a refresh, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. So, well, ex- yeah. acceptance versus, um, yeah, change. I don't know. There maybe is- ex- uh, like incorporating our shadows or our less than perfect things, and realizing they're a part of us, and to work with them, work with what we have instead of yeah, expecting them some. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's the ultimate um, good versus 
I'm just saying good versus evil because, oops, sorry. Well, yeah, I think we should definitely touch on that in this episode. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I think there's no way that we can't. Um, Mm -hmm. Luna's going to. So, so realization of bondage begets liberation. Yes. Such an interesting way of saying that. That's another um, sentence by Carol Bridges. And that's interesting that she uses realization because really what that means is coming into our awareness and then using it as a, as fuel for our next action or belief or whatever. Because when we realize something, we're making it real by acting on it. I always like to call myself realiza. Oh yeah. I love that. That's it. That was a fun nickname it. I came up with. I love it. Um, so so realization of bondage. So like once you realize that you are attached to this um maybe not so true thing. I mean, if we think about the devil as the trickster, you know, it's trying to um appear as something that it is not. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like we the reason it is um cons- well i guess we'll get to that reason throughout the um, <laughs> hour but like once it w- once you become aware of something it can it it can no longer control you unknowingly yeah. let me jump into rachel pollock real quick she talks about where the devil is placed which is really interesting The devil represents the darkest side of ourselves, the areas we do not wish to acknowledge. We need to reach the level of temperance before we can face the hidden desires and fears symbolized by the devil. Hidden desires and fears. Okay. Yep. It's totally like those are the quintessential key points of I think what the devil represents our desires and our fears mm-hmm. again, Which, all okay. in our perception. Right. And also what we've talked about aversion versus grasping and wanting yep. so desire, wanting fears. Mm-hmm. She's talking about the lines as the legs. So the second line of seven cards um, dealt with transformation. Mm-hmm. Now we turn to experiences beyond our own personal concerns. To find, to find the great light of the last cards, we must go down into darkness. Lucifer means light bringer, just as life came out of death. So light comes out of darkness. Are you serious? Lucifer means light bringer? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. That's beautiful. Light bringer. Because... It's truth. Yeah. Once the final um, hidden thing is revealed, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Seems so easy to me. Um, Anyway, there is one more answer to the paradox. Temperance shows us genuine freedom. Such openness can become frightening. I can get that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Perhaps we hide ourselves in the hard layers of the devil to escape from free will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah, we're like, we blame it on everything else. Yeah, like, wait, I have the power, you know, like. Right, it's too much. Like, Yeah, no. totally. I want to blame it on something external. Yes. Um, then we must find our way out through the tower and the subsequent cards. It's true. This last leg is pretty intense. Um, so this last leg is the spiritual realm as well as the older adulthood to end of life, um, you know, from the devil to the world card being the last on the fool's journey. Mm -hmm. So that's like total completion um, of the cycle that the fool traverses. So associated with the astrological sign of Capricorn, who is, of course, the goat, um, which is devil-like. So um, Saturn, which is the ruling planet of Capricorn, which then is time. So it's sort of like the here and now, the material realm. Um, So interesting that the material uh, realm is introducing the spiritual leg. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Kind of did that in another way, I think, in the, in a, I don't know. There's so many different offshoots. Oh, yeah. So, um, Pan, you know, the nature god, mm-hmm. um, trickster, you've heard of Jin, the Jin, which mm-hmm. are like where genies, the idea of genies comes oh, right. from. They're again, they're like nature spirits, and they were considered um, in like Arabia before the uh, Abrahamic religion took hold. They were seen as like nature spirits, and they were mm-hmm. evil because they were unpredictable and tricksters and stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then what we have made genies into in in our contemporary or folklore, um is we see them as these enslaved beings but they deal with our fears and our desires you know Mm -hmm. so many connections so yeah so lucifer and all that um that entails he was the fallen angel um but his name meant light um so also illumination truth knowledge if you think of the classic Christian or Abrahamic story of the Garden of Eden and Eve seeking uh, the fruit from the tree of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then that's when everything literally went to hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, you know, that temptation and the wanting to have that, wanting to have what we didn't already have, like, going beyond being curious about um, questioning things, you know? Mm -hmm. So if we're not complacent, (laughs) we think outside the box. If we're like seeking, um, that's all sort of devilish. Which, yeah, you know, thinking about it from a religious standpoint. Right. But it's also kind of like what you started out with 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 um carol bridges and kind of um the nature more animal pan 
part of the devil archetype is being in the present and just, you know, being part of life and part of earthly things. So it's kind yeah. of this irony between it is spiritual seeking, but it's like, why, why can't we live here now? Why do we have to wait for some salvation to come, yes. you know? And the, wow. And what a gift though, that, you know, I'm thinking about if it was the, the, um, the snake, was it the snake who tempted yeah. the okay, serpent? Um, yeah. You know, if, oh man, what was I? But that was Lucifer, the fallen angel right. who turned into a serpent to seduce okay. Eve to stray from this complacent. Seduce. That's mm-hmm. up for um debate, Well, you know what probably. I'm saying? Like you know, that's exactly, just a devil yeah. word. Yeah, exactly. No, I do know. Um, but I think about the high priestess as the um, the keeper of knowledge or like the knowledge mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm you know, the, sure. the, the, fem- the divine feminine being that. So I think it's interesting that, you know, if Eve is representing that, that part of us who is, who knows that we are all knowing, but that it, she was directed that way by the devil, that makes me just what, think about that relationship yeah. between the devil. No, and the I know I did one of our pineal gland. Have you heard of this one? Yeah. Pineal gland. Pineal gland. So it's because of the structure, it's like a pine cone. Um, In my own devil card, um, I have the pine cone sitting at the third eye Mm -hmm. because it has to do with like vision um, beyond this realm and knowledge that we can't access in so i think that's another thing i wanted to bring up is like gifts magical powers and things like that i think women were viewed as having access to something like that like you were saying a high priestess and it's a little also scary Mm -hmm. um temptation desire pleasure obsession um, the mischievous child within mm. curiosity. I, I heard one great thing about thinking of if the devil appears in a reading and it's, it's classically one of those just scary cards, you know, like, I think that's one of the reasons the tarot has been like, <gasps> you know, like clutch yeah. your pearls <laughs> because the devil, <laughs> you know, like that's often in the TV shows and stuff. Totally. Um yeah and and, it's the thing that brings us into the light yeah yeah which well that that's the whole thing yeah yeah. it's like don't question anything and then yes exactly if you if you're fearful of finding things out and you block it out and you put your blinders on then how are you ever gonna move forward um without that fear so right um so what i heard is like children are naturally more animal like you know mm-hmm. and they uh so i heard this great thing like if the devil comes up and it seems like negative try looking at it like if you're trying to interpret it in your reading you could try looking at it like okay this is just you know like go to your room go to your room stop mm-hmm stop acting Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) silly or 
trying to get on my last nerve or whatever. I mean, yeah. Um, so it's like it needs discipline because it's mm-hmm. like sometimes the devil is just poking and poking and poking and like you know you you kind of think of someone like with ADHD or something like just <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just, yeah it can be very difficult for us set in our adulty um you know trying to do book things by the books way and so if you get a devil in your reading it's almost like going like sticking its tongue out at you like teasing you know and frustrating us um and so you kind of realize you are the you are the parent you're in control you set the boundaries and Mm -hmm. it's about you so you can be like okay no I just need you to go to go to timeout like (laughs) while I get this you know just remember that you have um the power to get control of that thing within you if there are all the archetypes within us right and if the devil archetype is a part of us and and i you know absolutely and so you know in declaring i am the devil Mm -hmm. finding that aspect of the archetype that is that deserves love deserves respect and compassion like holy crap, thank you for, you know, if I hadn't become aware that I was hiding you here, I would never have been able to, you know, do this or that. So thank you. Oh my gosh. You know, devil, thank yeah. you for showing me the, the pushing envelope or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All uh, right. that's great so um let's see um we'll come back to addiction vice um excess indulgence ego materialism greed power um i like this phrase the devil is in the details i think again that is referring to like thinking too much questioning too much um making things complicated when of us just do that naturally Mm -hmm. it's our natural default yeah I didn't I never actually understood that phrase I never it's like keep it it simple keep it you know keep everything simple and don't make it too complicated or that's that's where the bad stuff happens right it says um uh she says it is living and looking only to what has been. In other words, it's really the opposite of living, which is a moving forward. You're chained by the point of view that what is out there limits you. Mm. And you can transmute this devil by realizing that the past can be transcended. Like just because this is how it's always been doesn't mean that that that's the way it is so get out of that take yourself out of that prison that that cell okay um selling your soul to the devil is an interesting euphemism Mm -hmm. and that to me is like when people want automatic perfectionism Mm -hmm. they want to be inhumanly perfect 
So the interesting thing there, I think, is that there's a very human quality to the devil versus a god, you know? Yes. And yet the devil says, what if you could be godlike? You know, it makes you, and it's that deception thing again, like the devil in in our head going, um, what if you could be perfect? Mm-hmm. And that is when you sell your soul to the devil, you know, and so you really don't, you really lose your human quality because you think you can attain this uh, godlike um, talent or, you know, power or whatever it is that you seek at the crossroads with the devil right. at night, you know, to make this transaction. Right. So interesting. Well, the I actually do believe that we have God power. So like, you mm-hmm. know, and hearing you say that, like, I really do believe. <laughs> Hail Satan. Honestly. Sarah is a Satanist. Yes. It's apparently. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I, you know, the more I spend time in my practice and in really listening to where my curiosity takes me, it it's, it's saying that, you know, whatever, you know, you believe is yeah. possible. So. I think it's, I, I really think it's humanism that we're talking mm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But then what is, what is, what is humanism if it's true that our, the devil exists or that our consciousness is eternal? Like, yeah. If the yeah. part of us that is most actually yeah. us is eternal and it and lives forever. What yeah. does that mean for our human life that ends whenever? Yeah, we. you're right. You and I can't be humanists with some of our beliefs. Like they don't jive. Oh, Is that yeah. what you're saying? Unless yeah. it can. So um, selling your soul to the devil, which is like perfectionism, mastery, instantaneous, like mastery of an instrument or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, and I see that as like, pride versus and and sort of a power that comes with that versus earnest work that involves human error and being human and natural and the progression and the journey of something you know it's like we want instantaneous gratification that's very devil like um i have free will independence versus dependence both of those i've seen associated with the devil the crossroads choice making that choice sophie's choice you know (laughs) like it's hard um religion compliance deception seduction the whisper in your ear evil sin hell the devil made me do it um pestilence corruption bad influence an outside entity that takes over demonic possession, body snatchers, cloning, AI. Um, um, so let's see. What did I? Oh, yeah. So, um, well, when I just to mention religion, because I, ha- I have to go back to this. So, like, 
when I was a kid, and I have talked about this in the past in episodes before, um, and peer pressure and what's acceptable and feeling different already. And then coming to the Bible Belt as a young kid. And um, it was called the Children's Golden Bible or something. It was like an illustrated Bible. And that was where I was introduced to the devil. And it terrified me. And I thought I saw the devil in like shadows in mm-hmm. the night. And and it's just such a, that's what made me really recently go. It's fear. It's just fear. Like, mm-hmm. why are we, why was that so scary to me? I think it was because I didn't know about it. I'd never heard about it. I didn't understand it. It was something I was supposed to get. Yeah. But nobody was putting that in my head. Right. Um, it's something that except I see it. And yeah, it's like something that this- decides what your life is either about or, or something like for, like out of your control. Yeah. I think. So I it's know. like this thing that comes in. It is like that. It is this, it's an outsider. It's an outlier of some sort. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that we're sort of playing with the idea of yeah, how that does it's it feel, actually within. Right. How does it feel to us? Because I think for everyone, you know, it will it will present itself in a mm-hmm. different yes. feeling. Yes. And then like, a lot of times it like alcohol, it's acceptable. It's the cool thing. It's like gives you instant power, you know, and respect. And mm-hmm. It's, it's everything you ever wanted right, right. here and now confidence yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah it's that deceitful trickster deception that illusion of um interesting because now i'm thinking of the seven of cups because that's all about illusion and like um there's all these choices mm. sometimes i think it's maybe just um there's too much to choose from. I think, where did we say that at the very beginning? Like, it can be scary and overwhelming um, when there's... Right. When when Endless you've reached the freedom. Yeah, De- exactly. Indefinite possibility, right? Choice is scary. Right. Power is scary because that's the thing. It's like, I think mm-hmm. about that, you know. With just, great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, when you know that you have this power to make things real, mm-hmm. to create things, you can use it for, you know, your own benefit. Or evil. To, exactly. And so, but the power is the same. The power is there, you know. Um, like that human way of, like... um taking over the environment, making things with it, a lot of times just for gratuity, you know, what what do you, I can't think of the word, but um, just for their own pleasure. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Not thinking about nature and. No, you're right. Yep. About that is, and water ownership. And slavery. And and how. You know, how the original uh, Europeans introduced plague and disease and to the whole, you know, Western world. Yeah, 70% um, of the population of 
uh, the native population of this of Alcohol, our country alcoholism was just mm -hmm. you know with it uh, and we don't even really talk about that how yeah. how we did that but I just think that's interesting when we think this devil is like on the outside coming in. It's like, uh, have you remembered what humans do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Knowledge is, I was just reading Carl Jung's book, um, Man and His Symbol, Symbols. Yeah. And knowledge is um, only from within. Knowledge can only mm. happen from within and it's kind of how we've talked about that before with our you know we can only we, we will only ever see the world from our perspective yeah you know, we'll only hear other people's perspective from our perspective it's impossible yeah. to understand something learn something know something outside of our own perception yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's the part I think that people need to like understand that it's not about getting people to believe the same thing as you. It's like, yeah. So understanding that every single person is going to see every single thing in their own way. And mm -hmm. how can we relate to other? Because all there is in life is us and other. And as far as I'm concerned, how can you relate to other? Oh, that's so interesting because the like in these pathways that the you know I'm I don't know about but like it's very numerical and charty. Um, I think it's Kabbalah related, and that's why I skipped over that part <laughs> in the passage of Rachel Pollock, who's very Jewish mysticism um, scholar. So, but there's like paths and the well, if you were even just like lay out seven seven seven. You take the fool and then the seven and the seven and the seven, the legs, the um, devil and the lovers line up and, you know, the that's self and other. Absolutely. And yes. it's like the same couple, but this time they're chained by a devil. So it's like this outside entity going, oh, yeah, maybe I'm influencing you, you know, like, is it really in your head or? Oh, that's so cool, though. I like that. That that really, it tells a story of... Oh, and there's the same humans. birth card. Like if you had, if you were born on, or your numbers went to 16, um, no, no, 15 or... What's one and five? Lovers. Six is the lovers and 15 would, you know, yeah. so it's either 15 or six, just like we are four or 13. Right. Um, and five plus so the, one is six. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's the lovers and devil. Yeah. So the, think, they're the same birth card. You know, because I think um, if 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 we are, if we're seeing ourselves as ourself and then the devil as other, mm -hmm. but the lovers is when those two you join mine for one. Yeah. Which and is then, what I see as the lovers is like right. being holistic in yourself. Those two twins coming together, you know. And then when you're together confronted with the trickster mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you have to learn how to communicate not only with the understanding the trickster, where that's coming from, but now you're, you're, you're acting as the one yeah. But also separately. And you're also including your shadow. Oh, and that's, and that's the work. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the human suffering right there. If you ask me, mm -hmm. 
That's so cool. This so so cool. my last thought on like my notes there is thinking about mental health or newer divergences, um, different ways of viewing and experiencing and perceiving, like you just mentioned. And I'm thinking of how throughout history, people like epileptics are seen as possessed or, um, you know, that it was some demonic entity that entered them or Mm -hmm. like, you know, these psych wards, these old um, institutions, they're so scary, but they often thought that these people, the devil had entered them and were making them think things like, so just like we started off before we started recording, like even things like depression, distorting your perception. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting. It is. Anyway, I don't know. So um, let's see. I have from um, from the interim tarot where temperance exudes effortless control. The devil demands mastery and evidence of spiritual metamorphosis. Untransformed, the bondage and obsession of this card will mutate into addiction, abuse of substance, and toxic relationships. Though dark creative innovation and technology, powerful art, and all evidence of genius have entered the devil's cage. The hope is make something of the devil and perhaps it won't make something of you. Whoa. That's cool. Santa Muerte Tarot. The devil is the source from where we attain will audacity and charisma unto the profound depths of the psyche and human subconsciousness. It pushes us to realize and liberate our true nature by encountering successes, contracts, and solid and lasting targets. When the situation, however, is in the negative, this could become a synonym of arrogance, possessiveness, and dependency, creating suffocating and binding ties like the strings a puppeteer holds in his hands. Spacious tarot. What darkness is within and around you? Resistance might sway you to avoid this difficult space, but you can't find liberation until you're willing to confront your stuckness. Mm -hmm. A barrier, self-imposed prisons and inner demons. Has shame cornered you? The task here is not to rid yourself of the shadows. Instead, the devil asks you to simply acknowledge your demons, relinquish their bonds, and to integrate the darkness into light. At its worst, devil energy tricks you into believing there is no way out of the dark forest. Know that there is a light to move towards, but you can't bypass the darkness. (laughs) From the Crone Tarot, um, like life in the material world, The devil archetype has a challenging, complex reality. Basic realities include unpleasant tasks and distasteful choices. Avoidance of these tasks complicates them further. Choices of convenience catch up with you when you stop running. Be careful, be mindful, lest you open yourself to accident and sickness. Deal with the nitty gritty of your life whether of the everyday or more esoteric kind. Deal with your dirt. 
your pain, your compulsions, your delusions, give into temptation or work to cleanse it from your life, but acknowledge what drives you, what hurts you, what twists you, what binds you. Be sure you understand your own motives as pettiness accumulates. Do not let it fester. Old wounds ache. Do not let them dominate the present. Mm-hmm. Spirit song, Tara. The shadow, jackal. Everyone has a shadow self-composed of desires, repressed thoughts, and instincts. It represents the unknown and is necessary to embody the whole true self. Without it, we are fragmented. By accepting all sides of yourself, including anger and fear, you can master your shadow self instead of letting it control you. The shadow self is a powerful source for creative energy. If repressed, the inner fire is extinguished and blockages occur. As a hunter of opportunity, Jackal will guide you in overcoming the illusion of limitations. Self-empowerment is born from action combined with expression. This is my last one. This is really cool. So this is called the guardian, which I think that's what I was mixing up as calling the guide from some, Mm -hmm. I was looking everywhere and I couldn't figure it out, but I was Mm -hmm. like, this was it. This was the one that is like so different from anything I've seen. Mm. The guardian sentinel of the threshold Um, The guardian stands at the mouth of the cave of ancestral memory without understanding the nature of their own darkness. Within the cave's open maw, filled with jagged and sharp stalactites, is an unknown and untrodden path. Its destination is shrouded in gloom. No inner light burns to show a way through. Before the path may be followed, the guardian must be faced and mastery of one's own fears achieved. Over the centuries, there has been much cynical manipulation of the concept of the devil for political, religious, and doctrinal purposes, leading to the demonizing of this complex pagan nature spirit. Yet the prime role of such archetypes is one of protection and initiation, and as the human link to wild wilderness, nature, fertility, sometimes manifested as fierceness, ecstasy, and sexuality. Hmm. However, the fear engendered by the warping of this archetype will be with us for a long time to come. Hmm. The guardian stirs irrational fears from the muddy bottom of the human subconscious and fills the timid soul with foreboding. He is charged with an inhuman and unseen sentience, feeding off fear and panic with a malevolent joy. But within the sardonic and chaotic energy lie wisdom, courage, and strength. The human survival instinct was geared for fight or flight, yet we have learned to rationalize our darkest fears and deal with unknown dangers with intellectual insight. As we have evolved our understanding of the unknown, we have learned that no diabolical or supernatural force in the universe is as frightening as our own human imagination. If the guardian is frightening, it is because we are frightened by our own reflection, our own dark shadow. 
And it is this element of ourselves we must master. Within this process is the stripping away of conditioning and the distilling of absolute essentials within ourselves. Much can be gained by facing our own deeply hidden and suppressed fears, which usually stem from our own deepest instincts and desires. Once this truth has been absorbed and utilized for our own defense, the darkest of places and the most challenging of forest guardians can be looked in the eye without fear. A reading reading points for if this comes up in a reading. A challenge has arrived in your life. The situation may be very complex. It may even have profound implications for your life and how you deal with the world. It may manifest itself in the form of a profound inner realignment or the facing of some physical outer predicament, whether from the labyrinth that is the human mind or from some external source. The challenge that presents itself now must be seen for what it is, an opportunity. If something has been hidden or repressed, if a situation has been left to decay or become unhealthy, now is the time to take control of your fears and deal with the insecurity with courage and integrity. Always be aware that however threatening or difficult the situation is, you can only become stronger and more resilient from the experience of understanding and accepting inner darkness. Bloop. Sorry. Accepting. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know my face was like. No, it's okay. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. What I did mean to ask you, what did you, when I shared with you that horse or the horses and that tarot card from yes. the way home tarot. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. said, yeah, what was, you said something about free will, but also. Was that the death card? That was the death card? No, that was the devil. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting the. Two. You mean the devil? Yeah. Yeah, the devil. Um, yeah. So it was three horses and they were all kind of strapped up, ready to be. Um, like in a circus or something. Yeah. Or like yeah. you couldn't really tell what the. Um, like the context. Yeah, what the straps were for, but like to me, it looked very re um, restrainy. Like they looked mm -hmm. restrained, and their eyes were just full of this like bright, fiery, like desire to just be somewhere or free or just like something. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's it's amazing how well you remembered that. I know, and I yeah. And it's an yeah. intense image, isn't it? Yeah. And to me, it felt like almost exploiting the. Mm. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Oh, okay. That's what I feel like humans do. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, absolutely. In fact, I should call it exploitation. Yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect word. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I see, I see horses just as representing sovereignty freedom like sovereignty mm. meaning like i have the power to believe anything is true and like i have you know what i mean like and can take action and right run Real and yeah right. realize it <laughs> um yeah yeah you said um 
I see the freedom of free will and a consciousness that cherishes life being constrained by earthly chains, ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the, the cherishing thing, you know, I really see presence mm, as yeah. being synonymous with awareness, with being synonymous with um, God consciousness. Yeah. And so, and God just meaning source of all, source yep. of source, source. And so, like, if you, if you come to this understanding that you, you aren't just a part of source, but you can direct your attention to the present moment from the place of cherishing everything that exists because you know it is a part of you it's just this radical acceptance you know mm-hmm. that's kind of what i was you know love for by for example um this woman that i've learned from uh mary reed she defines love as a cherishing awareness meaning awareness that is just naturally cherishing everything in its everything that's there at the moment so like you know like obviously as humans it's we can't many of us can't just walk around cherishing every single thing that's happening um some can I mean I think you know like the Dalai Lama might say that you know like he's they're probably someone who's able to hold more of their experience in that like cherishing Mm. way like I can do it you know like like gratitude well, yeah, it's but different. it's, I mean, to me, it's, it's beyond really, that. Yeah. It's kind of like the fool. It's the, it's the potential mm. energy that before anything is anything, it's just the um, zest for being wow. just life. Yeah. Unseed the spark. Yeah. <laughs> undefined. Undefined. Yeah. yeah. Cause when you define something, yeah. you make it real interesting because those (laughs) first humans adam and eve in the innocent fool-like garden of eden once they started you know they were tasked with naming every creature maybe that is what started them into starting to uh limit the potential right right by restricting it with a name and a label or we can also see it as the power oh, the other to way. name things. That's yeah, what, you know, yeah. and that's I think part of that um, dichotomy, exactly yeah. paradox dichotomy of life. Yeah. It is, and and no one knows what the um. So, like the action can be the same. The action I'm naming this animal mm. squirrel, but the intention can be all the way. The intention can be to like hide from something, or the intention can be to create something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just got to get more people um, believing that creating things for the sake of making the world beautiful is more important than making us rich. Anyway, you want to reveal our cards? Yes. (laughs) Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, Two of stones. So two of pen so two of pentacles. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's so like human, right? And base and like 
um, I don't know, actually, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss of understanding. She's emptying some, it looks like she's emptying a bowl or some, like a diamond or something into the river. Um, I'm not really sure to a stone. To me, it means, um, perpetual change. The only constant is change and juggling, mm. um, you know, it's okay. that it's the paradox. It's the constant ebb and oh. flow. Um, okay. In the classic card, it's the juggler juggling pentacles in a. It's what you were saying. I was doing the infinity sign. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just like weeble wobble, weeble wobble, weeble wobble. Okay. Well, so yeah, there's a lot of so it's infinity in the river. Oh, okay, cool. Infinity trying to find its way, trying to find its ground with the, with the physicality of things like maybe. Yeah. Maybe under the context of the devil, maybe it's like that dichotomy of the spiritual and the earthly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like trying to find the spiritual and everyday task, trying to find that cherishing point. Right. Yeah. 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 And instead of being discontented um, with that complacency, maybe you could find some way to cherish that instead. Gosh. Man, this what a conversation this is. Because I mean, that just, yeah, it's really strange, but it it brings me to so many things in my life, you know, like. Uh-huh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find satisfaction in my career, you know, and I'm trying, you know, and I, so I'm like, I'm feeling yeah. that right now. I'm trying, yeah. I feel stagnant um, and I feel drawn to do something different, but I don't have. That's two of pentacles. Oh, interesting. Cool. That exact what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. like, I'm going to read that. It's like inertia, but it, it, I've seen it mean either inertia or change so it's like using that step out and make a change wow interesting yeah it looks like she's throwing a humongous diamond like into the river as if it's a rock which is i mean i don't know so that i mean that's so diamonds are um I'm not very visual. I'm just trying to picture it from your words. Um, So your diamonds are the, like in playing cards, that would be the pentacles. Oh, okay. Because it's also coins. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's material. It's like. (gasps) Right. Yep. So it's like just what we're saying, like that fulfillment through basic resources and what we have here in the present but also like the diamond being thrown into something maybe is like an alchemical way of creating more out of what we have or something like making it spiritual yeah but also making it more challenging to remember your brightness as a diamond when you're living next to a rock on earth (laughs) right (laughs) yeah oh interesting. well that is the whole the devil thing is that 
the devil seduces us by the human imagination and what we perceive. Like if we were just going, oh, yes, rocks, instead of going, oh, I see a diamond in there, you know, like what led people to like harvest diamonds? I mean, it's so fascinating. It is. Yeah. What did you pull? Do you have a wild guess? Um, Good. The number four just came. So I want to say emperor. That's my guess. The high priestess. <gasps> no way. Awesome. She came up in reverse, however. Oh, that makes sense for the devil. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We already mentioned her. So yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. I was hoping she would come up. Like I was hoping one of us, like that's like, I was like, Oh, I hope I pull the high priest. Yeah. No, I I'm so glad that you, you know, we already touched on that, like that divine feminine energy, um, totally connected with. Yeah. Devil. I mean, I think high priestess reversed almost can be the devil, the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The high priestess hidden. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Um, this. Do you want to uh, like present what you're gonna do next time? Sure, I think you should. Since I we think... usually cut off so abruptly, <laughs> I know. Give it a moment. <laughs> right. Um. So I'm thinking. I'm inspired by this conversation to bring my sister, my twin sister, onto the podcast for a special episode around the devil archetype and um, addiction. And, you know, both my sister and I identify as at some point in our lives being addicted to alcohol, which is a very easy thing to do. It is a very, very addictive substance. And um, I'm no longer addicted to alcohol. I don't, I choose not to drink it, but I am free. I would call, I would call myself free from that um, addiction. And so both we have created a space online called the present AF club and it's a place for us to explore. And that's a double entendre, right? Like AF. AF. Exactly. And alcohol free. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So she's more the AF alcohol free and I'm more the as fuck as far as (laughs) presence. So my role in the club is really the embodiment piece we do a lot of yin yoga for that exactly what we're talking about today as far as um, sitting with ourselves, getting still enough to let allow those hidden things to just uh-huh. gently be revealed. And so it's very much a um, self-inquiry work that is hopefully a little bit more gentle. Um, anyway. Is yin yoga very physical or can you do it like yin yoga? sitting? You can modify it to where it's like more meditation style or 100%. I would say, I would, I mean, yin yoga is it's, it's, you're holding a folded pose with Mm. zero muscular activation for five minutes. So it's deep relaxation almost to the point where it can become uncomfortable. And that's sort of the point. Um, But the idea is that you're, 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 you're remaining present enough with your experience of holding each shape to where once it becomes uncomfortable, you can say, you know, you're really figuring out a dynamic between yourself 
and the parts of you who are uncomfortable to determine, is this something that if I stick with for another couple seconds, it's just going to go away? Or is this something that requires my attention and adjustment? So it's, uh-huh. um, sounds really really good for me. (laughs) So someone who like experiences constant sensorial bombardment and like learning how to calm down in that moment when something is discomfort or uncomfortable, um, Mm -hmm. causing me agitation. It sounds like I could practice through that, how to let it, you know, decide if I need to exit or if I can make adjustments and and And, continue to face it. Yeah. And typically what you find is that you start to, I mean, once you practice and all of a sudden you're sitting in a pose for three minutes, just completely like present and you're like, holy, like, I didn't even know I could do this. Anyway, um, it's the only reason I'm able to tap into Mm -hmm. a knowing sensation of presence and stillness given the fact that it is not my default state of being whatsoever um so yeah yeah, i I definitely believe in the power of yin yoga um to to help train our minds to be more present um anyway so yeah i think it'd be really cool to get jess on here and maybe i mean especially since like her and i being twins could be kind of you know, from that lover's lovers? archetype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, her and I, like we do, we, I mean. And I can play the our... devil. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Questions and. Or something. Maybe yeah. we could do. Yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it, but I think that sounds like an awesome next, next. That's a great idea. I'm so glad that the devil made us do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Great talk. Yeah. I know. I loved it. I actually, I had no idea that you were a Satan worshiper. I literally am already planning my Black Philip tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about I stop the recording? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. See ya.